Aren't you glad for the blood this morning? Thank the Lord for his precious blood. And no doubt, it is the greatest gift that has ever been given. Christ was the greatest gift that could ever been given. There would be no cross and there would be no blood had there not been a birth. And aren't you glad for the birth of the Lord uh, Jesus Christ? And uh, I was thinking about that first song, He can take what's wrong uh, and make it right. Boy, I had something wrong with me, Brother Shane. Uh, I was a hell-bound sinner destined for hell. Uh, but Jesus was born of a virgin. I thank God of that. Uh, I was just a hell-bound sinner. But God sent Jesus, born of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And I'm thankful this morning to be a child of God, join our with Christ on my way uh, to heaven. I'll never have to worry about the, uh, the pits of hell uh, ever again. And I thank God for that this morning. All right, you have your Bible. Stand with us. Let's turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter number two this morning. The Gospel of Luke, chapter number two. And we'll start our reading in verse number six. All right, Luke chapter 2, verse number 6. The Bible says, And so it was, that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This shall be a sign unto you, and you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. I'm glad when I went looking for him and he called unto me and I reached out to talk to him, he was present. I thank God for that. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. You can be seated. Heavenly Father, help us now, I pray. Save the sinner near his tail. Draw the wavered one to repentance. Uplift the discouraged and downtrodden. We'll thank you, praise you, give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. 
Amen and amen. So starting here uh, in chapter 2 and verse number 6, I'm just going to work my way down uh, through these uh, verses of Scripture. The Lord help us, being our helper, give you the thought uh, that the Lord laid on our heart. Uh, but considering this gift, and I thought as Sister Tara was singing about this gift and the blood and all these things, uh, what a gift the Lord Jesus Christ was to a lost and a dying world. Second Corinthians chapter number 9, verse number 15 says this, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Now you and I could start today and all through eternity, Brother Shane, not be able to say and tell all of the good things of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has done for mankind. And I thank God that there is an eternity to praise him with because we're going to need every moment of eternity to thank him for the goodness and the graciousness of God and our Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank the Lord for that. But the Bible says here, and so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. Now I know that I've made this point before, but rarely do I read this verse of scripture that I do not try to bring this out here. Uh, concerning this verse of scripture, the Bible says that she should be delivered. There's no doubt that Mary was there that day to deliver uh, through the birth uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ into this world. But she did not just deliver the Lord Jesus Christ, but she was delivering one uh, that would deliver her. And so this very day is the day that she uh, should be delivered. You see that she was bringing forth uh, God in the flesh. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. And of course, this gift that the Lord has given, uh, being our God has given this unspeakable gift, uh, Lord Jesus Christ, we find was wrapped uh, in chapter 2 and verse number 7. And they were in the same country as shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, can I call your attention for just a moment here to this verse of Scripture? Uh, there was some people, Brother Shane, out keeping sheep uh, uh, at night, okay? And they were keeping watch over their flock. And uh, they were minding their business, if you will, doing their job. But their job was that of a shepherd. That's going to be important here in just a moment. A shepherd is one that tends, uh, feeds, and guards sheep in the pasture. All right, and the Bible said, Lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Now, who was it that the angel of the Lord has gone to here? Now think about this. We've got Mary, we've got Joseph. We understand that they are uh, in, a, in a stable, if you will. They've got a, a manger here that would belong to that uh, of an animal and uh, seems strange to me that uh, you would think that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, would be born in a place such as this. But uh, I want you to understand he did not just come uh, as a baby, but he came uh, as the Lamb of God. And the Lamb of God was born that day uh, in the city of David uh, in a stable and was laying in a manger. Now, it's funny to me because a manger is where you eat. But we were going to have to partake of this lamb, praise God. This lamb was put in a manger, a place where others would eat, or other animals were, would eat, you understand that. 
And uh, we understand that we had to partake uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I believe these things are fitting and happen for a reason. It wasn't happenstance that Christ was in a stable. It wasn't happenstance that Christ was swaddled or was uh, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lay in a manger where other a sheep would have to go and eat. So he was as that of a sacrifice from that of his birth. Okay. <clears throat> and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. So we understand one more time that Christ come for all of mankind. Now we do understand that he came to redeem them that were under the law. And he came first to uh, the household of Israel. We understand that. But all down through ages, it was uh, understood that Christ was going to be given for the whole entire world. But it's funny that Although he's going to be given for the whole world, or he's born for the whole world right here, which shall be unto all people, the angels went to the shepherds. And the shepherds were there keeping the sheep. Now, where was the temple at? You need to realize something here. Bethlehem is Bethlehem, Judea. And it's ironic, but it's not happenstance that these shepherds uh, were keeping sheep. And these sheep, Brother Shane, uh, were the very sheep that were going to be given as a sacrifice for the atonement of sin. And so these men that were keeping these sheep and watching these sheep and uh, feeding these sheep and taking care of these sheep and watching over that these sheep be without spot or blemish, we understand that the Lamb of God is born this day in the city of David and the angel of the Lord goes and speaks to the shepherds. The shepherds, Brother Shane, of all people, understood the importance of what it was to have a spotless uh, lamb to be presented as a sacrifice. And so the Bible says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. <clears throat> you shall find the babe. <clears throat> wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger and suddenly there was the angel uh, suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men and it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven the shepherds said one to another let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. Now, let me call your attention to verse 11, where the Bible says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So we understand it's been revealed to the shepherds at this moment that Christ has come. He's been born, but uh, the Bible says that it, uh, which is Christ the Lord. Well, who revealed that Christ the Lord had come? The shepherds understood that it was the Lord which revealed the Lord. We find in verse number 15, which the Lord hath made known unto us. We're going to go see this thing that the Lord hath made known to us. So they understood that they had heard from the Lord, yet they were going to go see the Lord. So these shepherds understood the significance of what it was that they were about to go and view. The Bible says here, and they came with haste. Why did they come with haste? There was some excitement in their steps because they understood 
what it was that they were going to see. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger, just like they, just like the Lord had explained to them through the angel how they was going to find him. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad, saying which was told them concerning this child. Now, what did they see? It says, and when they had seen it. Now, we understand Christ Jesus isn't an it, right? We've made that known as we've been going through of the triune Godhead on our Wednesday night Bible study time. So what is it that they seen? They seen the salvation of the Lord manifest in flesh. They understood what this lamb that had been sent of God was to do and what he was for. When they had seen it, they made known abroad saying which was told them concerning this child. They went out and began to uh, publish, if you will, all that they had been told concerning uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And uh, the Bible says, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Now let me say to you, do you know why they glorified God? Do you know why they left with a spring in their step and they were uh, going back, if you will, into the, the, the pasture uh, to take care of the flock of sheep? Do you know why? Because they had seen what it was that was told unto them. Now, had they been happening by one day, Brother Shane, and just happened to see a woman uh, in a stable or in a barn somewhere that had given birth to a little boy, and this little boy was laid in a manger, they probably wouldn't have thought anything of it. But what they understand is they've seen something, but they've seen what it is that they've heard. And I'll never forget the day that I heard of a man named Jesus and understood that I was a hellbound sinner uh, that was destined to die uh, an eternal death in the lake of fire. But not only did I hear it, but I seen the Lord. What do you say you seen, Lord? He manifested himself to me and the presence of God became real unto me and he arrested this heart of mine and he dealt with me in a way that no one had before. And I knew that I had to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. So they didn't just see him, but they seen and they heard of who he was. And so they glorified and they praised God. You and I have something to praise him about uh, this morning. We ought to praise the Lord for this holiday season, this Christmas season, uh, where we uh, celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because there is no doubt, as Paul told the church at Corinth, thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. John chapter 1, verse number 14 says, And the word was made flesh. Thanks be unto God for that. And not only that, but this flesh, brother, shame dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glories of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So uh, we understand that mankind had the word, uh, the word was made flesh, and the flesh uh, dwelt among mankind. And uh, this flesh was full of grace and truth. But I like this. Now, this is very familiar. Do not let do not let the familiarity rob you of the verse of Scripture. John three and sixteen said, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only 
begotten Son. John 1 and 14 now said, And we beheld his glory, the glories of the only begotten of the Father. And so this is the only Son that God had. All right, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. We find that in uh, chapter 2 of verse, in verse number 10 of the Gospel of Luke, where the Bible said, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. I'm glad that salvation is for whosoever will, and if you're lost and undone, and you do not know Jesus Christ in the free pardon of sin, you can be saved by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now I thought about this Christmas holiday season. People are running to and fro trying to buy things. They're spending money left and right. They spend money they don't have for the shame to buy things they don't need for people who don't care about what it is that they're going to get anyway. But we've got one today, friend, that uh, this gift, this unspeakable gift, this gift that we've preached on as being the gift that keeps on giving. This gift that brings to you and to me eternal life. I thought about, listen, I'm not making fun of women, uh, but let me say this, there's women running around here today, they're buying aging creams and they're trying to find ways to get rid of wrinkles and they're trying to make themselves look younger and men are putting hair on their bald heads to try to make themselves look younger than what they are. They got aging creams, they're nipping and tucking and uh, what people wouldn't pay for the shame to have everlasting life. And they don't realize that all they have to do is call upon the one that bled and died for them at Calvary because of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ and they can have everlasting life. People trying to find their way through life and buy things to do more, to, to have more, to be better. And friend, I want you to know this thing's going to pass away and be gone, uh, but because of what Christ done and because of what I chose to do one day by accepting Him as my personal Lord and Savior, I have life everlasting. Guess what? It didn't cost me a dime. You know why? Because that gift was paid for, and it was freely given to me because of what Christ done at Calvary. And so let me say this. Uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard this said before, that uh, an item is only worth what somebody will pay for it. See, we put value on things, and depending on the economy and how things are, that value changes. And so you may have something that you feel is worth uh, quite a bit of money. And you try to sell that item and that item won't sell because people are not willing to give you what it's worth. And you argue and you haggle and you go back and forth and try to trade around it. You won't sell it because they won't give you what it's worth. And the old saying is, well, it's only worth what somebody will give you for it. All right. And then you understand, too, that uh, some people, they want something so bad, Brother Shane, that they'll spend more on something than what it's worth. They'll pay more than what the value is uh, for that item. Can I say to you, when Jesus Christ uh, uh, died on Calvary uh, to pay for my pardon, friend, uh, he spent way more, friend, than I was worth. And I thank God this morning for the cross of Calvary and for his shed blood. But an item is only worth what somebody will pay for it. Friend, I wasn't worth anything, but for some reason, he's seen something in me, Brother Shane, that caused him uh, to want to be a born of a woman made under the law to redeem me who was under the law. And I thank God for that this morning. 
So I thought about the gift that keeps on giving. And you know, and I know, and uh, we have to receive that gift. You understand that. And uh, the many received him to them, gave him power to become the sons of God. You know, a gift is uh, bought and a gift is paid for, but you have to receive the gift. You have to, to be the one to take the gift. And I want you to know everything that he's going to do has already been done. He done the buying. He done the spending. He uh, paid what it was going to cost. You have to accept it, friend, and take it unto yourself. You must receive the gift. And I thought about this, Brother Shane. You ever got a gift from somebody and uh, because of your good raising, you knew to smile and thank the person that bought you the gift. But in all reality, the gift really didn't mean a whole lot to you. And uh, the gift wasn't worth a whole lot. And uh, to be honest with you, you didn't really like it anyway, but you knew that because mom and daddy raised you right, you just needed to thank the person because it's the thought that counts, right? I want you to know it's more just the thought that counted at Calvary. I thank God for his consideration of me, but it took something special. It didn't just take lamb after lamb after lamb. It took the lamb, the lamb of God, and his blood was shed for you and me. And when I received that gift, uh, that unspeakable gift, uh, that gift that I could preach on from now to eternity and never do it justice, friend, I've never desired one time for the shame to give the gift back uh, or to take the gift back uh, and get the gift for what it was in monetary value. But the gift, friend, you will not desire to return this gift. If you've not accepted this gift as your personal, uh, Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, friend, you ought to accept it, receive it today. And I promise you, uh, there will be hard times, there will be trials, but it will be worth every mile of the journey. And there will not be a day when you wish that you had not accepted Him. Listen, there'll be plenty of people at the judgment of the of Christ, at the great white throne judgment rather, that will have wished they had accepted the gift that had been freely given and offered to them. But there will never be one that accepted the gift that will wish they had returned the gift. And I thank God for His unspeakable gift this morning. Can I say that Jesus was God's gift to man, I thought about my children and how there's no way for the shame that I could give or sacrifice one of my children for somebody else. I love my children. They're my children. And I, I would not be able to do that. But God so loved this world. And you need to understand something, friend. Love, it, it, it'll buy things that you wouldn't, you wouldn't be willing to pay under any other circumstance. Love will cause people to do things uh, that they wouldn't do under any other circumstance. And I'm persuaded today that a lot of the reason why the church is not doing any more than the church is doing today is they have a love problem today, friend. They have fell out of love with the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you fall back in love with the Lord today, friend, uh, it calls you to do things and go places and, and involve yourself in things for the Lord that you're not doing right now. Jesus was God's gift to man. Why? Because he loved. Because he loved, he gave. And salvation, can I say, was Jesus' gifts to you. We understand that. And Matthew chapter number 1 and verse number 21 said, And that she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And so Jesus' uh, salvation was Jesus' gift 
to you. Then I thought about this. And I don't think I've ever considered it quite like this uh, in this light before. Uh, but uh, you understand that Jesus was God's gift to man. And salvation was Jesus's gift to you. But you were God's, uh, you were Jesus's gift to God. Say, so what do you mean? Well, you need to realize and understand today that Jude chapter, or excuse me, Jude, uh, the only chapter in the book of Jude, verse number 24 said, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Do you understand that we're going to be presented to God one day? And we're going to stand before the presence of the Lord. And you need to realize today that as we've preached in the recent past about the wood, the hay, the stubble, uh, you know, and the, the gold and the silver and the precious stones, those things that will be awarded to us for our, our work and our service to the Lord, our action towards the Lord will be items and things that we get that we can present back to the Lord. Now we understand that wood, hay, and stubble, we, we, it will be burnt, it'll be tried by fire. It's going to burn up. And if all you have and all I have is the wood, the hay, and the stubble, we have nothing to present to this unspeakable gift. This one that gives and keeps on giving. And so we understand that there's a, there's a, there's a, a day that you and I are going to have the opportunity to take our work that we have given, our service to the Lord, and have it, Brother Shane, in something that's tangible to offer back to the Lord. And it's going to be a sad day when you and I don't have anything to offer back to the one that give everything. The Bible said in 1 Corinthians 6, For you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. How is our body and spirit God's? Because it was bought with a price. You said it was a free gift. Didn't cost you anything. Didn't cost me anything. But it cost God everything, friend. And it cost Christ his life. And he loved us. And because he loved us, he gave his life. So he is a gift that keeps on giving. And I'm going to say this. I, 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 boy, I can't get past this. This just kept ringing out to me. He bought his own gift. Now you need to think about that. We're going to be presented one day. You know what a present is? It's something that was bought and paid for. You didn't cost you anything, but it had to be given to you. It was presented to you. That's why it's called a present. Because what was bought and paid for was, was given to you, but it cost you nothing. And so as we consider this, I thought about how we, the, the Lord Jesus Christ died for you and me that we might be able to have a, a relationship with God. You understand it was sin that separated us from God and all God was doing by sending Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, was making reconciliation, making a way that we could be brought back into, into a fellowship and relationship with the one that we had been separated from. And so uh, I appreciate what the Lord has done, but I thought about how he bought his own gift. Now, think about this with me for just a moment. Think about this for just a moment. I thought about my children. My children do not work a public job. 
And I know that my children desire to be able to purchase things for people. And to be able to go out and, and, and have a thought towards someone on, on Christmas. And you know, I've heard, I've heard my kids this year go to their mama and want to, want to do something for me or go to me and want to do something for their mama. And they got a little bit of money, you know, we try to help them along and do it. And, and you realize that at the end of the day, they are subject to what we allow them to have. And so they are limited due to funds and things of that nature as to what they can do. Maybe their aspirations are high and they get shot down just a little bit from time to time. But essentially, when you look at it from that perspective, uh, really what they're doing is they're spending our money. And uh, they're wanting to spend our money to do things for us. And I thought about it on Christmas. There's going to be some things that are presented to us. That we bought and paid for. And Christ is presenting himself with something that he's bought and paid for. In all honesty, our kids, it's their heart. Listen, it's their heart that counts. It's them wanting to do something and love us that brings us the glory and the, and the, the joy of being their parents and knowing that they love and care for us and just want to do. And it's that simple this morning. If I could drive this point home and you never hear anything else I ever say to you, your relationship to Christ is that simple. I, I listened to Brother Shane as he was reading in Luke chapter number 17 this morning and I just thought, my, my, how true it is. The Bible said in Luke 17 and 10, so likewise ye, when, she has, when, ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, Say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. You and I are unprofitable servants this morning. And you know what we ought to do? We ought to fall in love with Jesus. Do you know, do you know what Christ is wanting us to do, Brother Shane? Fall in love with Him. And do for Him out of, the, out of our heart and for, uh, out of our love towards Him. And that will be the only thing, Brother Shane, that means anything to Him at all. Do you know why? Because he bought his own gift. He paid for what he wanted. He, he, he created mankind by the shame and turned around and had to pay for it. Because, because, because he loved us. And all he wants out of you and all he wants out of me is for us to love him. So do you know what we ought to do today? We ought to understand that we're unprofitable servants, unable to do anything. But we ought to love him with a love that will not stop. And we ought to care for him because we understand what he's done for us. And listen, it doesn't bother him that he had to pay for his own gift. What he wants to do, though, is he wants the love and the fellowship with you that he desires. And so here's what I want to leave you with uh, this morning, and I'll be done. Jesus is an unspeakable gift. He's a gift that keeps on giving. He never stops. He never stops giving to us. And I thank God that he gives us some things that we desire, but he meets our needs and protects us and takes care of us and uh, helps us in spite of ourselves. And all he wants in return, Brother Shane, is our love. And the Bible said in uh, the book of uh, Romans, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present. There's that word again. Present. Your body's a living sacrifice. He died that we might live. And while we live, you know what we ought to do? We ought to present ourselves. 
We should simply offer ourselves. That's what a present is. It's an offering. We should offer ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ. Offer your body's living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's not just your reasonable service uh, to sacrifice and give yourself, but it's your reasonable service to try to do it holy and consecrated and separated and dedicated. Do you know why people won't live separated, dedicated, and holy? Because they fell out of love with the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought, to, we ought to understand that he presented himself, his body. He presented himself uh, into this world and he hung and died on the cross and that crimson flow that Sister Tara was singing about is the gift that was offered to you and me. And it washed away my sins. It took red blood and a black heart and washed it whiter than snow. And I thank God for that. So uh, we understand here that uh, the Bible said, I beseech every brother by the mercy of God to present your body's living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. Then 2 Corinthians 4 and 14 says, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up also by Jesus and shall present us with you. You will be presented one day. And I wonder today when you are presented, will you be able to look at the Lord Jesus Christ and know in your heart that you give him out of your heart. Because friend, the motivation of your heart this morning means everything to the Lord. This Christmas, when I look at my children and my wife, and I look at our children and the things that they've done for us, we look at the motivation of their heart. My children understand the, the value of money to some degree, and they understand when a gift is not worth a whole lot of money and when Something is worth tons of money. But you know, to me and my wife, it wouldn't matter to me. Brother Shane, if my kids bought me a pair of socks, if they'd done it wanting to do something for me, I would look at them and thank God for the motivation of their heart. And all he wants out of you this morning is for the motivation of your heart to be so tender towards him that you'd be willing to do anything that he asked you to do. Now, I'm telling you this morning, he is an unspeakable Yes, but you will be presented one day and I want you to know what is your gift going to be worth when it is presented. Sister, if you'll come to the piano, find you a verse of invitation. Let's all stand to our feet this morning. Never head bowed, never eye closed, no one looking around. I wonder this morning if you've accepted the free gift of salvation. If you've never accepted the free gift of salvation, this morning would be a good morning, friend, for you to come and accept the gift that was offered by Jesus Christ. Maybe you have accepted the gift. You've accepted the gift that keeps on giving, but for whatever reason, you're just not giving the Lord everything that he deserves out of your life. Maybe you need to come this morning and just tell the Lord that you love him again, that you're sorry for having neglected to give him your life. Maybe you need to come this morning, just rededicate your life to the Lord and say, Lord, I failed and I've not, I've not, I've not made you a priority in my life. I've not been a gift to offer back to you. Lord, it's just my reasonable service this morning to give you my all. 
give you my everything because, Lord, I know you held back nothing when you went to Calvary. You need to realize, friend, Jesus Christ didn't have anything on this earth. He was laid in a manger. I believe it's Isaiah chapter uh, number 7 that talked about how he was going to be that uh, to eat honey and butter. That's a picture of a peasant friend that's just eating the minimal requirements to be able to sustain life. Jesus didn't come for no other reason, friend, than to buy your salvation this morning. And I'll say this, the only thing he'd come for and the only thing he bought while he was here was you and me. You were his primary number one goal when he came. And I wonder what your goals are this morning. What's your aspirations? What do you desire to make out of this life? Well, let me tell you something. If your goal this morning is not to bring glory and honor to God as your primary goal, if it's not your number one thought, friend, is to wonder how you can live a life that's pleasing and precious to Christ, your priorities are out of order. There's things that's required out of you and me that's necessary. We must work. We have to eat to sustain life. We have things we have to do, families to raise, bills to pay. But friend, ultimately we ought to give everything we've got for the cause of Christ. Because I thank God that one day God looked down on this earth and said, I'm going to send my son. My son's going to bleed and die as the ultimate sacrifice for man. And it's going to please me. And friend, I want you to know it's been paid for this morning. The gift's been paid for. Have you accepted the gift? Maybe this morning you need to come. Just accept the gift while she plays.